When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week we're covering the long-awaited issue number three of The Last Ronin. Fight or flight. Yeah, fight or flight. Remember back in February when I was like, oh, it's going to be forever until we get number three. And here we are, finally. (laughs) Three months later. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Total, I want to say total improvement so far, like. I think I think this is probably my favorite issue so far. Yeah, it's I, done a fantastic job of just building more onto the world, you know, building up that excitement for the villain. I got I got a better sense of the world building in this issue than I did in the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm also left with like way more questions. Like I, I really want to oh, read same. the next one because I'm like, well, how okay, we know this now, but like why did that happen? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like brick upon brick is kind of just like it's building up with each issue they're you know adding on to the what they've laid out before and but it's like been really cool a lot still has not happened uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and so that that's kind of a that's kind of the thing with this book is like this book this issue specifically was mostly a flashback um so the actual plot didn't move forward that much yeah yeah but do we want to talk about uh what the issue is actually about spencer yeah. you want to tell yeah. us the story Now, let me tell you a story. The Ancient One did tell me a story I think you guys would want to hear. About Master Splinter's master, Hamato Yoshi. Well, let's hear it! So, our issue opens up with the mantle of leadership of the Foot Clan being passed down from Karai to her son, Hiroto. After he picks up the mantle, he then says that it's time to speak of peace with Clan Hamato. We then cut to the future where we see him announcing to the city that it is now going to be under martial law due to the assassination. And a whole bunch of foot soldiers swarm the city and just it looks like they're just starting to move people out and wail on them and shoot them with riot hoses and all that stuff. Just clearing you know, out typical, the streets. Typical stormtrooper stuff, you know. Yeah. So we now have Michelangelo in the present day at the lair. He goes in to see April and she has the future toy head out, which surprises him. And this brings us to a flashback before we can learn what exactly she has planned with it. We learned that back in the past after Hiroto took over and they're supposed to have these peace talks that Donatello and Splinter are gonna be going to Japan to go into talks with him. So they're gearing up a stealth flight vessel, some sort of spaceship type thing for them to get on and to be able to go 
and get this done. After they leave, because the Turtles and everyone kind of have their defenses down because they don't want to make it look like they're going to attack for the peace strikes, once they're gone, well, for the peace talks, I mean, once they're gone, Stockman sends in a whole bunch of foot ninja to begin an attack on where the Turtles' current hideout is. We see what appear to be some purple dragons as allies of the Turtles get on the perimeter, get taken out by Foot Ninja. And then some more get taken out, but one of them is able to sound the alarm fast enough for people to start reacting. Looks like the whole mission has been scrapped on the foot side. And so as a final move, Stockman detonates all of the mousers he has swarmed the building with and blows the whole thing up. We cut back to the present. Casey Marie has come topside to check out how things are going and stumbles into the giant mess that is the martial law and into the rest of her gang. She tells them we all need to get below ground and head back to, to meet up and to figure out what they're gonna do next. On her way back, she sees an old lady that is getting uh, beaten up by one of the foot soldiers. And so she jumps in and saves her. We cut back to Michelangelo and Raph, I mean, uh, Michelangelo in April. She learned she was pregnant. She goes through therapy and ends up uh, going back to the lair and living there after spending all that time in the hospital recovering. She then asks Michelangelo uh, what exactly happened to him after that explosion. He says that he woke up. Uh, he tried to call Donnie and Splinter, but they wouldn't pick up. They couldn't get a hold of him. And so he got the weapons, jumped onto a plane, and went over to Japan because he didn't really know what else to do. Casey Marine and her gang show back up, and uh, they don't seem like they're too happy with Michelangelo for being there because they are blaming him for everything that's happening because it is kind of his fault. We then cut to Hiroto, who goes on a big rant, uh, talking about how he believes that uh, he is outdone what his two previous predecessors uh, were ever able to do and kind of goes out on a full-on God complex. So April, it looks like, has now explained their full plan to uh, fight back against Hiroto. And Michelangelo isn't really having it. He doesn't think they'll be very successful. He wants to do it alone. He doesn't want to have the kids involved. But then April says that she's had a lot of planning going on. She believes she'll be able to get Honeycut out of stasis because he's been in stasis due to uh, trying to keep him hidden from Stockman because Stockman has figured out a way to track him. So the idea here is that Fugitoid will wake up and kind of help him take down Stockman's technology, right? Yes, awesome. that he'll be able to help them as part of this plan. So awesome. lots of world building, lots and lots of world building, not a lot actually happened. It's kind of where that yeah, is. It's, it's all flashback. like. In the present timeline, basically, uh, Michelangelo and April kind of argue about using Honeycutt's head, and that's about it. But in the yeah. past, a whole lot of stuff happened. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, why don't even though it's not there anymore, why don't we jump back to second time around? Yeah, let's go over to second time. Yeah. Hey, nice junk. So yeah, because it blew up. That was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. It's only uh, been like fifteen years. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I I spent a lot of this issue trying to find like Easter eggs, mm -hmm. um, so I kind of missed that 
that uh, Splinter and Donatello went to Japan on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I just I I guess I just misread it because like when you when you were describing it right now I was like oh yeah that's why they didn't that's why they weren't there. Mm-hmm. It, it took me a while to realize that Raph wasn't there because this is ten years after he died. Oh, it's ten years. Oh, see, I didn't even pick up on that. Well, because I think in the beginning they mentioned that it's been uh, ten years since Cry. Oh, it's uh, it's been ten years since my beloved. Oh yeah, because Hiroto had to grow master. up. Yeah. 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 So it, it's. It's been ten years since Raph and Karai fought. So seeing that I didn't pick up because I'm just dumb. <laughs> I just right. Same. It's that's why I thought I thought it was weird that they weren't talking about just losing Raph. Because you would think the way they've been telling the story, he would have just died like a day or two ago. But it's been ten years. Like they've had yeah. enough time to, to get over or to process it at least, right? Yeah. And well, even then it's like they it it seems like a lot has happened though too like obviously Herodo's coming in charge of the foot clan and then when we cut to the boys and splinter and it's like they got their new tactical outfits yeah yeah and they have like a whole i think they call them strikers or something but yeah, yeah one of them has a purple dragon tattoo which there's is two of them that awesome. have purple dragon tattoos oh, so yeah awesome. i think they're supposed to be the purple dragons kind of like the idw series how casey mm-hmm. kind of becomes their leader and other really like i really like the the new outfits i wish we got a full shot of them Mm -hmm. um like i like that splinter and donatello have like the padding on their shoulders yeah and i bet you will see a lot more of that next issue i hope so um like i like mikey's got the nunchuck strapped to the chest now it's, it's a it's a cool look um and then leo has like the modern hamato logo on his shoulder yeah, um, that, like yeah. the pizza flower. Pizza flower. <laughs> it's the best way to describe it. <laughs> it's a pizza yeah. flower. Um, I really liked the. Um, I, I'm jumping into my my love already, but the, I th- I the foot ninja robots, the new prototypes that they unleashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought those were really cool. I, I like the mechanical, um, foot soldier logo, on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like, you know, like Mega Man's helmet kind of thing, but the way it's segmented looks, you know, it's the one block with five little stripes. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, that's a foot. Mm-hmm. And certain shots, they look like the old 87 cartoon. I think at the oh, yeah. shoulders and stuff. Yeah. Like I'm looking at the panel where he got, like, one of them comes busting through the wall and it looks just like, you know, the, the old foot soldiers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I think that same page. Is this the one where there's like a, a green panel across the page that you're looking at, Mike? Uh, it's the one, it's where Leo and Casey are talking to each other and Mikey's trying to get April and Fugitoid out. Okay, I think I might be looking at a different one. It's the one, I'm looking at the one where Leo's at the bottom going to ham hock on some guys. Oh. And at, at the top, there's two panels of him going, of him fighting guys. And there's like this green panel across the way. And then yeah. Michelangelo and Casey are talking. So that in that panel with Michelangelo and Casey, if you look, the guy on the far left has like turtle armor, like he's got like a helmet, uh, like a yeah, yeah, and stuff, yeah. which is kind of cool. But then oh, the it's guy like, by it's like, it's, it's like in the crease of the book, so I didn't see it. Yeah, the guy next to Casey, though, if you look at his chest, he's got it says Kino. It's Kino. Yeah, it says Kino, and he's got like the red jacket, like Kino did. Yeah, that's cool, Tom. You should have told us about that. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, now the only thing I'm missing that I wish they kind of would have included, this is one of my, I guess I'm already getting into my, it's like my one anchovy, 
I guess, two anchovies. It's just that I wish they would have included Angel. You know, they've got Kino. I wish they kind of would have had, like, Angel somewhere in here. You don't even have to, like, say her name. But just, you know, give her some purple hair. I don't right, know. Right, right. I'm sure. We still got time. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> not only do we still have time, here. but, you know, they're talking about if this is successful, which it already kind of is, that they'll probably have even more stories going and filling in things in the back. You know, we could end up with a story of these resistance fighters that were there after the turtles that, you know, because it mentions some people that started a resistance that fought. Yeah. One of them could be Angel, you know. Yeah, so, totally. Like, it, we still I literally have just said of, I was looking for Easter eggs and I missed Kino. I missed that, too. That was brand new for me. That's, like, a, that's, that's a good cool. one, Keith. Good catch. But I was flipping through like five minutes beforehand and was like really looking at all these guys. I'm like, ah, Kino. I'm looking for stuff like Chet in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only other things I found then were the uh, saying it's the class is pain 101. Yeah, Jesus I got says. that. That's a classic line. And then uh, you shall not pass is what Fugitoid says. Before yeah. Exploded, yeah. So. Isn't Sullivan and Bleaker something from one of the shows? Isn't um, that like where the Foot Clan hideout was or something like that? No. From one of the movies, uh, I mean? Bl- no. The So in the first movie, the street corner was 11th and Bleaker. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Leaker's a pretty that. common street that they mention. Yeah. Yeah. There's... In fact, the, the accessory kit from NECA has the has a road sign that's 11th and Bleaker. Okay. So, so they Sullivan, have some... I don't get. Yeah. But they have some street signs that at least have Bleaker on them. I don't know where the Sullivan comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Sullivan, cause Sullivan and Bleaker, like that's, that's shown up a couple times in the issue. Mm-hmm. So if you listeners know where Sullivan came from, let us know. Tom Waltz, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big massive tank reminds me a lot of the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, I got I got pure Battleshell vibes. Um, in in the background of that shot, though, uh, when we see it on the left hand side, on the right hand side, there is a VW bu- uh, bus mm-hmm. with a green top and a yellow body. Yeah, so that's kind of the party wagon from 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't recognize any other any of the other cars in the background. Yeah, I didn't recognize any of them either. That's the only thing that I think is a nod is just that VW bus with the green top and yellow bottom. Oh, cool! I didn't even notice that. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's just kind of a mix of like, the old party wagon along with like April's van. Yeah, there's not like a turtle blimp hiding back there, is there? No. <laughs> yeah. Although, I mean, like April says, she has been preparing, so True. maybe <laughs> maybe it's really far in the back. Yeah. And then the pizza, the Donatello, not Donatello, Leonardo uh, the, mentions. His final pizza, pineapple, yeah. ham, and jalapenos. That's Kevin's favorite pizza. Kevin Eastman's favorite pizza. It's one of mine, actually. It's one of mine now, too. I tried it. Uh-huh. I, like, read it, and we were ordering pizza, and I was like, that actually sounds kind of good. I'm going to give it a shot. It is delicious. Yeah. It's jalapeno, man. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried a key? Not for me. No, I, I'm not a big fan of jalapeno, so uh, okay. wouldn't be on yeah. my on my radar. But it's got to be like a certain kind of jalapeno, like pickled jalapenos, um, like you normally have in like nachos. No, it's got to be like fresh and like a fresh chopped jalapeno and then baked mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm the guy that like the first thing I do when I get my Papa John's pizza is throw that jalapeno in the garbage. Or is it banana <laughs> pepper? I don't know. But like anything on that. Yeah, I think that was a banana pepper. Yeah, any like most peppers, jalapeno, olives. Like I don't like that. Uh, uh, see, it's a pure them, California so. thing to put chilies on your burgers. The those yellow chilies. Oh yeah. <laughs> like 
that's that's totally like a southern california thing uh, see my family is from ohio and, uh, <laughs> in ohio frish's big boy you would put tartar sauce on your burger instead of other condiments you know i've is... heard that uh i've got to try that um, it's fantastic and the the tartar sauce they use isn't so tangy it's more of a creamy oh it's so good mm. man that sounds pretty good yeah so one of the like... things oh sorry sorry go ahead now you're up uh, one of the things I, I noticed um, when April draws Mikey's blood, it's black. And I don't know if that's the actual, just the coloring. See, or... I was wondering that too, because in and other places got, like, in the book, vials. in other places in the book, the blood is red. But so... that wasn't, that wasn't like a flashback, wasn't it? Or no, that was, that was just in another issue. Yeah. Like when he's bleeding out and about to commit seppuku and stuff, it's all yeah, red. He's, it's red. So, like, oh. why is his blood black here? Maybe it's just a coloring decision. I don't know. And then, like, on the table behind her is the Bleecker Street, like, street sign. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Interesting. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Dr. Afra is from the Star Wars comics. I've but... heard about her, but I haven't read any Same. of the comics. Uh, so, everybody that doesn't know, uh, Dr. Afra is a uh, one of the newer Star Wars characters in the Marvel comics. Um, she's like an archaeologist, like kind of like Indiana Jones, but for Star Wars. Uh, she's great. I love her. Uh, Casey Marie's outfit is a, almost exactly Dr. Afra's. Hmm. Like the white tank top, black pants, the, you know, little pilot cap with goggles. Um, only difference is Afra wears a red vest, but it's like, you could put these two characters side by side and they're pretty much identical. Like the only other difference is like Dr. Afra is kind of Asian or she is yeah. Asian, mm-hmm. um, uh, Asian coded, I guess, cause there's no Asia in star Wars. Um, and you know, Casey Murray's not. <laughs> yeah. Huh? So I, I pulled out my issue one and kind of flipped them through it. And in certain spots, his blood is red coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. But then when he's committing seppuku at the end, it's black running out of his mouth. So I don't know if that's just a coloring decision or if they've, or if something happened when he fell off the building that changed that. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Hmm. That's what we should have asked Tom Waltz. Yeah. <laughs> what color is the last one's blood? Good. What color is his blood, Tom? I had to read Dr. Afra, though, it sounds like. When you say Space Indiana Jones, it got me hooked. Yeah, she's really great. She first came out like, uh, Vader hired her um, to like be his archaeologist and find artifacts to take down Palpatine. Oh, and cool. then she like double crossed Vader. And then like he wanted to kill her. And then like two of her partners are like murderous droids. Once like it's like basically uh, 3PO and R2 if they were evil. Nice. So um, is, she, is she the one that found? Luke's lightsaber after his hand got well. Anakin's <laughs> lightsaber after his hand got chopped off. Is that not, how it eventually got to Maz? They're not. They're not there yet in the comics. Um, but, <laughs> but probably. <yeah. laughs> but I mean, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. But no, uh, she is. She is great. Highly recommend checking her book out. Yeah. No, I've been thinking about getting Marvel Unlimited just to read Star Wars comics because I've read a few. I've read a couple of the Darth Maul ones. I really liked them. Mm-hmm. I want to know more in the comics realm but i haven't gotten around to it i wish it was linked to comiXology because like i have comiXology unlimited 
Mm-hmm. So like I wish I wish it included Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, it, it would be cool if you could get, I don't know, like like if IDW had one of those services as well, because there's a lot I'd like to kind of like test drive from IDW. But I feel yeah. like it gets a little more complicated when you have more rights for your creators. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like they like IDW is a lot more licensed uh, mm-hmm. stuff than like Marvel is. Um, cause yeah. Like, yeah, like, you know, Star Wars is is in the same family like it's all disney but mm-hmm. um it's i guess it's different for idw also too because like they don't they've got a lot of books but they don't have like years of books yeah like they got like like 20 years of books that we'll say conservatively mm-hmm. um that's still not that many to like say i guess have like you you look at marvel unlimited and it's like their their catalog goes back to like the 60s of books that are available yeah no i mean like dc universe has some stuff that goes all the way back to the golden age of comics you know you're talking like 40s and 50s exactly and it's like you don't really get that with idw like Mm -hmm. yeah they had a, a separate ninja turtles app for a while where you could read some comics but i don't know if that's still around i think it still is it's no So it just went down because the platform they used or the... Oh, yep, there it is. I just launched it. It says your Ninja Turtle comics are moving to a new home and all a new all-in-one IDW app has been released and this app has become a part of it. Please create your new IDW account to start transferring your previous app purchases. Yeah. Awesome. I was going to bring that up in news, but there it is now. All right. (laughs) Well, hey, we'll bring (laughs) it it up in news. But uh, yeah, so the the TMNT comic book app doesn't exist anymore. They just have an IDW on with all of them. Uh, I know I have all of my classic series on that app. I'm kind of just I don't know. I'm working. Uh, I think I'm just gonna use Comixology as my normal platform. Probably that's that's Going what I use. Forward in the future. But that's what I use to get my classics books. All right. All right. After that little detour, you guys want to jump into uh, jump into some anchovies after talking some pizza too? Yeah, let's hit anchovies. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call it low. All right. So I already mentioned that, uh, yeah, I kind of wish that, like, I could have just seen, you know, didn't have to be like, hey, Angel, but, you know, just like someone with, like, purple hair, mm. you know, and then it's like, oh, that's probably Angel sitting in the background. It would have been neat. Oh, yeah. Like, every background character in this comic, not just this issue, but, like, this comic in general could be someone could be a reference to somebody you know <laughs> yeah yeah like i think like, like i said like i spent so much time like looking for references and like easter eggs that i was kind of i, I kind of set myself up for failure because i didn't really find a whole lot mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, i was hoping I mean, that, the... that's more that's more my fault than than the actual book like i'm not gonna blame yeah. the book for that yeah i was kind of hoping the gang that uh casey marie has was was like characters from other media or something but yeah like they're they have really generic names like breaker and crush or something like that yeah i couldn't find anything about them i think there was one guy um like i thought she called him scrag for a second yeah scrape that was his name scraping the scrape and crunch and it's like that's that's very um that's very dark knight returns like mm-hmm. kind of the names of the mutants kind yeah. of thing yeah 
which you know it's cool and stuff and like it's not definitely not a a book ruiner it's definitely one of those things where it's like man that would have been cool but at the same time it's like it's it's definitely not needed and that would Mm -hmm. be pretty distracting like exactly um like it does make me kind of glad that kino didn't get a big name drop like that Mm -hmm. um because i i think discovering him like we did was is a lot more fun yeah no, and that, that's what I also mean with, like, if they were to bring in, like, Angel or something, I wouldn't want them to be like, hey, Angel, I would just, you know. Just someone who looks like. Yeah, someone that looks like Angel, they're in the background. That's cool. She's there. That's all I need, you know. Like, I didn't need, like, a whole story where Angel is involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, I don't know. Speaking of, like, distracting, though, for some reason – and I can't exactly figure out why, but like the pain 101 thing just like bugs me. Really? Yeah. Like, like there's some Easter eggs that like, I like, you know, like you can throw in bleaker street and I'll be like, all right, cool. You know, or you can have him say Google. Like that's a common catchphrase, but for some reason, like repeating another line from a movie that I've also already heard like a hundred times from people repeating it on the internet. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. Fair. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, if for some reason it just pulls me out of the story a bit, it's like, all right, he says it also in this version again, like that whole segment thing. It kind There's of something about that that bugs not me. Fit. Yeah, I yeah. didn't think it fit too well. I thought just him yelling Goongala would would do a lot better. I also didn't think uh, "You Shall Not Pass" was like. I was like, okay, I see what you're doing, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So those things were kind of like, yeah, for me. But once again, it's not like story ruining levels of bad. It's just like. Yeah. I didn't really care for it. Yeah. For me, all the like Hiroto gets like three image or three pages worth of him just like standing on a skyscraper talking to himself. Mm-hmm. And all the dialogue is really terrible. <laughs> it's it, it yeah, like that would that whole conversation was kind of cringy. And it, like it was it was just kind of weird and it, it feels like kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. even look like a skyscraper. It looks like he's like just standing on an iron beam, like like on a building that's under construction. Mm-hmm. And then like we do see on on a later panel that it is like a spike coming off of the foot building. But it's like Hiroto, like it's raining. Why why are you barefoot? Yeah, and don't you have like stuff to do? You just put the whole place under martial law, and I don't know. And then yeah. we don't see we don't see his angels that catch him mm-hmm. like we see we see like those robot feet that kind of look like you know like eagle bird of prey feet mm-hmm. but we don't actually see like what the robot looks like yeah which is definitely gonna have to come into play in the next issue yeah yeah i, just, I assume it's something with those crows that he has maybe those are robotic or something in this oh maybe giant yeah. robot crow or something mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the thing I think what kind of, I guess, like justifies those pages is I do feel like it does add a new level of crazy to it. Yeah. You know, up to the character, because like before we could tell he was unstable, he kills guys, you know, he does talk to his dead mother. We've seen that, but like, I think it's the first time we really get to see his whole God complex, you know, like where he's like, I am, I am a God and like, I am the Oroku to end all Roku's like I am the best one and I like I like that he comes to that realization because he slipped yes I mean I I think he's just (laughs) because like I think it's just showing that he's 
he talks about like how his angels will catch him and stuff before that. I feel like it's just the fact that like, he's so confident, like he is a God, like I can just attempt and try and do whatever I want. No, the angels thing was after he slipped. Okay. But that's kind of the thing though. It's like, that's, anything... right, that's right before they catch him is like, he's like, he's like, I'm a God, my I'm immortal. I will not be forgotten. My angels will not allow it. And that's when, yes. that's when the bird robot flies in. I mean, that's the thing though. It's like, he can take risks. He can attempt and do whatever he wants because he's got a whole system set up that keeps him from, from dying. You know, he feels, he definitely has a big God complex and I feel like that's what it's there to illustrate more than anything. I want to know, like, is the other, like those other foot elders from the beginning of the issue. I want to know if they're still around like that council. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looked, it looks like that happened in Japan. And so I imagine it still like has its branches like it does in the comic books. And so I feel like that old council is still sitting in Japan while he's over here in New York in charge of the New York branch. That might be yeah, true. But do, you, do you really think that he would allow that? Like, you don't think he's egotistical enough to demand that every, like, you know, that he run all of it? Well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he maybe demanded that, but I also could just see him pulling what Saki does in like the original comics where he pretty much doesn't even talk to the main branch anymore. He's just almost his own thing mm. there in New York. And that's probably what he's doing as well. Cause that's the one of the big themes of city at war is that uh, he was pretty rebellious as, as the leader of that section of the clan. And so that's why Karai mm. has come in to fix the whole thing mm-hmm. and clean it up and why it's such a mess. But yeah, that's all I got as far as stuff I didn't like about this. Yeah, issue. me too. All right. Well, my last one is kind of a repeat of my last one. <laughs> from the from our other review um just the inking on kevin's pages are still is still too dark and still oh. too thick i it was better in this issue mm-hmm. it was it was a lot better um but and april's pages i didn't recognize april at first um but now that i like now that we've had it spelled out for us that like kevin is drawing the flashbacks mm-hmm. um or at least like these kind of flashbacks i knew exactly like what to look for this time mm-hmm. um but mikey's flashback at least like the first couple panels especially like when mikey's lying upside down in the rubble um that was just it's it's just too hard on my old man eyes so <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not a dig to anybody it's just i i just personally think those inks are a little too heavy on kevin's pages mm-hmm. well then should we start talking about all the stuff we loved about this? Absolutely, because there's oh, yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love being a turtle. So the new Mouser design yeah, is way those, sick. Those, those oh, floating man. Mousers. Like... And then it, it looks like those little red dots on the side of them, are like legs come out for the spider mm-hmm. ones. Yeah, they become spider Mousers. It looks like yeah. those creepy like alien robots from like the arcade game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and were we talking about we were talking about it like a couple weeks ago, weren't we? Like in one of the issues. Yeah, the uh, ones that have like kind of four like spindly legs and they shoot yeah. like circles. It yeah. looked it looked like those. Yeah, I love how much they've gotten out of the the Mauser design for this because if you remember back in the first issue, like there were flying Mausers that looked like dogs or something. Yeah, like a, you fought like a big like Mauser suit. Yes, I, I did not like the dog-looking Mausers. <laughs> that, was, that was something I did not like. And so when I saw these ones, and I was like, "There we go. This is the flying Mouser design yeah, we needed." Yeah, 
You know? Yeah, the flying puppy dog ones are kind of strange, but man, they make me laugh. <laughs> yeah. I really like I really liked those Mauser designs. I thought they were cool. I really liked the Foot Ninja, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. um, the prototype ones. Um, I like kind of schlummy hacker Baxter Stockman. Yeah, this one yeah. felt a lot more like he should be played by like Samuel Jackson than he should yeah, be you know, played yeah, by. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Than by like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tyler Perry. No, not Tyler Perry. My the one my own personal fan cast is the guy that plays Moff Gideon in The Mandalorian. Oh, uh, um, Carlos Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that guy. I just I would love for him to be Baxter Stockman. At least IDW Baxter. No, Stockman. that's great. That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I I really liked that that look for him. Um, I don't. It's just something cool about it, and like the cool like little like. I guess they were like little metal pegs on his head. Yeah, some sort of implants or something he's got going on. The thing is, is he does look pretty old in this issue. So like, yeah, like his he's definitely got like a gray beard. And this is like, how many years before the current time is this flashback? It's ten uh, years after after the Raph, uh death. I don't know that we know an exact timeline after that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we've been given one. Unless, unless in the last one, if Michelangelo says how long he was in the mountains for, and I know that mm. he does. Yeah, we'll have to go. We'll have to. I don't know, have to go back and read all these again. I've just been waiting for like the last one to come out to just go and do like a full series reread. I'm pulling them out right now. Here but I mean, what do you guys think? Because we know he's in the present due to those other mousers that we saw. Well, do we know that he's in the present or that somebody's just running the company? That's true. Maybe it is someone just running his like, company. We don't like know a, a daughter or something. Well, and he's he's clearly working with the foot too, so maybe someone in the foot clan has just like commandeered his technology and yeah, using it, or maybe he's just a head in a jar. I don't know. I, I like, would love to, I would love to see him just be a brain in a jar again, or just yeah. in, like in a robot body, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that that's a common. I mean, it's at least been hap- It's happened twice now that he's been a brain inside of a robot body. Uh, I'd love to see that that play out again. But I'm I'm looking at issue two and it just says I spent years alone. Yeah, is what Michelangelo said. It doesn't have a specific date on it. It, it. I guess it could be elsewhere in this issue. But well, I guess I guess our biggest tell would be how old Casey Marie is. Yeah, because it you know she was April was pregnant ten years after. Oh yeah, and then it says she's sixteen now. I think is what they so said there in this issue. I was thinking sixteen as well. So that's right. So there we go. So that's our timeline. So I guess I guess he could be a real old man now. Yeah. He could be just kind of like more decrepit, but well, my know. my beard's going gray, and I'm only thirty something. So yeah, I'm thirty enough, and I got so. some gray hairs. So. Yeah, yeah. Fair it's enough. not full gray, but yeah, he's he's probably getting old. Yeah. He, he looks he, a little older than like the thirty grays, you know. Like his he, yeah. his full ponytail was just <laughs> gray. gray. He's probably probably Wait, did 50. he have a ponytail? Baxter Stockman would. Oh, never mind. No, he does not have a ponytail. Okay. He's bald. Bald. I, I saw the the wire in his ear oh, as, got it. as oh. a ponytail. Now I'm that's looking at it again, and that's definitely not a ponytail. What, one of the things I love about this issue is that like I have so many more questions that the answers feel yeah like it could be their own story. Like, why is he after the fugitoid? How does he know about the fugitoid? And like that, that seems like such a no brainer pairing to have Baxter Stockman going after the fugitoid that I don't know how it hasn't been done before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm genuinely invested and excited to find out like what happened to Donatello and Splinter. Yeah. yeah. 
and like nope. that last shot of you know the book and the bow staff in the snow like that is a good teaser and there's no footprints mm-hmm. but it's called blood and snow yeah so mm, I'm, I'm ready i'm ready yeah i also want to know like why is baxter working with the foot clan and vice versa like what what is that relationship was that something that karai set up or is it a mutual thing yeah like yeah because Hiroto's in charge now. So it's mm-hmm. like, would Baxter recognize that? And, you know, yeah. why is he working with them? So I'm still interested in learning why Karai attacked them. Like, why did she break the truce that they had? We still, yeah, don't, know we still don't know that. Yeah. 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 Any questions? I can't wait for issue four now. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we may not even, we, I mean, we may never learn why Karai did it, but also at the same time, this has been successful. They've talked about doing other issues, you know, prequels and sequels and stuff to this story. Mm. So maybe we'll learn in another, you know, in, in some other backstory they make in the future if they decide to yeah. add on to this universe. I'm also curious what April's doing with that blood. Like, I know she says she wants to figure out what's going on, but like, is she going to synthetically heal her arms or something? Or is she gonna, Yeah, is she going to yeah. create more turtles? Oh, man. Who knows? Who Find knows? Out. <laughs> yeah, one of the things I do want to add is Kevin. I feel like the Kevin pages were clearer than they were in the last issue. They, they definitely were. Yeah, like, I want to get that out of the way again. They're definitely <laughs> they're definitely a lot clearer. I just I still think the inks are just a little too heavy. Yeah, I think some artists are just better. Like, uh, oh, who's the guy that did Invincible? Ryan Otley. Like he's a great pencilist, but if you ever see him ink his own stuff, it looks really, really bad because like that's a different skill. And I think Kevin Eastman kind of falls in the same category. Like he's a really good penciler, but maybe someone else needs to ink his stuff. You know, maybe maybe Peter Laird will do it. Maybe you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, I I know I I am not getting my hopes up, but if the last if the last page of the last issue of this is Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, I will lose my mind. Like <laughs> That would be a fantastic way to kind of cap this off. And like, I know let Peter do like one last thing. Yeah. I mean, they offered I mean, for him to do something. It's just, they did. Yeah. To do it. Like Tom told us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I really loved the art in this issue. Um, I, I was trying to figure out wh- what part, who did what, like the scores of brothers did the modern stuff. Mm-hmm. and then ben bishop did the flashback yes uh like the the leo dying and casey dying flashback um yeah just all around i really liked the art in this book like i think the ben bishop pages were my favorite though yeah they're really cool like when well, he got the lion's share of this issue too he he, he really did um but yeah everything like just everything looks so good in this mm-hmm and then, Spencer, were you done with your comments about uh, Kevin Eastman's pages? I think we kind of cut you off there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was done. With that. I just wanted to say they were clearer. Oh, you know, like okay. I, I thought there was definitely a massive improvement between these and like the issues we had with the with the couple in the last issue. Gotcha. Uh, I really I really thought that it was a lot cleaner. That's all. I also loved Leo's armor, like his whole yep. ensemble that he had going on. That was super like cool. I, I loved I loved the turtle armor. Mm-hmm. yeah like yeah like leo mikey looks great um i just i wish we got a full shot of them in it oh yeah we just definitely need 
need a shot of just like each of them standing front and back so we can see like really get into the details of what I mean, they're just, wearing. Just a know? nice good turnaround. Like maybe maybe we can tweet at Ben Bishop and ask him <laughs> <laughs> if he's if he's got some turnarounds that we could that we could look at. Yeah. Um, Splinter's armor for like the small little bit we get to see of it. I've seen other pictures that are more full. You know, it's a bigger picture. I sent it to to you guys. I remember when I saw it oh, originally because yeah. like the armor Splinter's got his getup. It looks awesome. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for issue four. Can't get do, we, do we know if the robots, um, like the police robots in the future, do we know if they're, I mean, robots <laughs> or? like cyborgs or i think they're more like a cyborg because he calls them like synthetic ninjas and it looks like they have some human-esque qualities to them okay wasn't that the thing in the first issue was he cut one open and it had a human face or something yeah like like they he he cut it open and it like had some like robot parts in there but it still Mm -hmm. looked very much kind of almost like it was also kind of a human yeah. And he called it a ninja, like synthetic ninjas. So I think they're probably like you know made in like a test tube and have robot parts added to them, gotcha. like the like the Slayer robots in the 2003 series. You know the Bishop Slayers. Yeah, yeah. man, they have a whole universe here just ripe for other stories too. Mm-hmm. And then I also love seeing how massively the war has escalated. You know the fact that they've brought like other humans and stuff and have made this thing on like on the turtle side yeah like this war is is huge that's going on between these two you can tell that it's grown to a massive proportions it definitely it also definitely feels like everybody knows the turtles exist yeah yeah totally like (laughs) when they're called they're not not hiding anymore Mm -hmm. they're called like strikers or something right yeah well that's like he called them their strikers and yeah, so I'm wondering them, if that just is supposed to be like they're people who attack. Yeah, I think I think that was just like a name for that unit or, okay. or something or those kind of troops. Because like they go back and forth and call themselves the resistance and all that like yeah. kind of typical resistance type name. Mm-hmm. Yes, because we have like we also have like yeah two different guys with purple dragons tattoos. And so like, yeah. I want to say that it seems like different gangs have made their alliances in New York, you know, whether it's on the turtle or the foot side, you know, Hamato or, or foot. I do like that the turtles are uniting the gangs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, The gangs they've fought against for so yeah. long. <laughs> They're just kind of like, hey guys, like there's a bigger bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like seeing two different guys with purple dragons tattoos, I think that leads me to believe that the purple dragons are with the turtles. Yeah. I could be totally be wrong. Maybe it is just supposed to be an Easter egg was never clarified that's that's too prominent to not be an actual thing like it, it's one of those things that like you you can say visually you don't have to say textually mm-hmm. like yeah. having having a purple dragon tattoo so prominent in that shot i think that's that's telling us that the purple dragons are working with the turtles yeah yeah. But and so it's awesome because you can see how much damage is now being caused by this feud between the two uh, and how how dark it really is because yeah we have a full-on war <laughs> going yeah. on in new york yeah. between two different ninja clans <laughs> yeah. uh, i also really liked the explanation for the walls it was a very small one like it was kind of like almost like a one-off but i was like that's actually a really cool and neat idea that the fact that these walls that have been built up around new york city are there because the water levels are rising 
and it's to keep the water from flooding the city. Yeah, uh, that oh, that yeah. feels like a very Peter Laird mm-hmm. reasoning. <laughs> but it was it's cool. I really like. Yeah. it. I don't know, but I I love yeah. Peter Laird concepts. I think I, I did catch that though. Cool, cool. Uh, that's. I mean, I could talk all day about how much I like this issue, but that's. Well, that's I mean, all we my... got time. <laughs> we're, we're recording. We're recording this during the day, actually. <laughs> but no, I I thoroughly enjoyed this issue. It's probably my favorite of the three so far. Um, it it it's the first one that I guess as soon as I felt as soon as I was done reading it, I really really want the next one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, because I really wanted I really want them to turn Fugitoid on. <laughs> yeah. It 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 was weird. Like that first shot of Fugitoid. It I guess the perspective was just a little weird because then I was like, his head is really big compared yeah. to April. Oh yeah. I'm, and I'm and you guys laughing <laughs> tells me I wasn't the only one that thought that. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a perspective thing, and you realize that within like the next three panels, you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I I got it right away. Yeah. I got it right away, but it was it was just funny because I was like, that is, I was like, was his head that big in the last issue? And then I kept reading. I was like, oh okay. Yeah. No, I thought it was. Yeah, I, I totally thought that too. When I first saw it, I was like, why is it huge? It doesn't make any sense. And then yeah. I, is she like trying to transfer it to a different head that's even bigger? Because I don't know, we don't have the alien technology. Given and I'm like overthinking body? it. <laughs> I'm overthinking it. Like, yeah, our processors aren't like good enough for alien technology. <laughs> you're, trying, you're trying to justify it in universe. And so it's we're like, like nah, you know, we have to build a, a, It was just a weird angle. Yeah. <laughs> we have to build a bigger head, you know, so that we right. can store all of that data because we just don't have that advanced of tech maybe. And then I'd look at the next panel. Oh, okay, never mind. We're good. <laughs> it's a perspective thing. Actually, I forgot to mention one of my anchovies um, is the color on the spine of my issue is not the same red as the other two and it really stands out on my shelf oh yeah it's like orange okay it's not just me no it's not just you uh, okay yeah that's it's, like, just, a, it's, it's like, like a burnt orange it's like a burnt orange and i don't know if there's a printing issue or um a design choice but that is really annoying because <laughs> i don't guys. have these i don't have these bagged so yeah, it's even like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles across the top is that same color. So I don't know if it was a choice or if someone typed in the wrong hex code when they were putting this in together in, in, uh, in the printer. Yeah. but Maybe you'll just have to uh, either wait for the next issue to see if it was intentional or just storm into the offices of IDW and demand that they uh, print I'm gonna a go, new one. I'm going to go right on down there and <laughs> yeah. just be like, Tom. We're buddies now. <laughs> We're like best friends. We're best remember? friends. Tom, Tom, remember me, Ninja Turtle Power Hour? You know? Yeah. Talk for like three hours. Talk for like three hours. <laughs> you also just get, like buy another copy and get a red Sharpie and just go to town. Yourself. <laughs> you know, and that was, that was kind of weird. Uh, so I went, so I picked it up on, uh, on Wednesday and uh, there was a lot on the shelf. Now, I, I did, and you know, I actually went after work um, as my shop was closing. So I, I guess just people didn't pick them up on the first day, at least at my shop. Mm-hmm. I noticed that too. There was a lot of my shop too. I don't know if they're ordering more or printing more. Or people just not picking them up as quickly. Um, I want to say all three. They yeah. probably just, they probably ordered a ton. Um, and because I know I'm not the only one reading it in my store. 
Um, so I, I bet you they probably just ordered a ton. Um, they printed a ton and yeah, probably just dudes didn't pick them up on a Wednesday. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely probably a lot of them printing more because didn't Tom tell us that the pre-orders for this one were already higher than they were for the second one? Uh, he did, so you're right. Yeah, so they must have printed a lot to try and cover their bases. Which is good. Like, I'm glad that this issue or uh, that this book is getting that love, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's really showing... I, I really hope it is showing Nick and Viacom that like, Hey, this is, this is a huge market. Yeah. Like, you know, there, there is room for you guys to cater to the older audience. Yeah. With something more than just straight nostalgia for the cartoon. Exactly. Like we like, yeah, we like, we like the old stuff, but we also like, we really want new stories that you, you can tell with these characters and it's fine to change things up every once in a while but yeah like do more stuff like this (laughs) i'm not gonna be one of those guys who's like oh give us an animated movie but i i kind of would like a straight to dvd movie like this yeah like when this is all said and done like that would be pretty cool yeah no that would be way awesome or even just you know i don't know a video game you could probably i don't know I don't think it's strong. I don't think it's strong enough to be a video game, um, but okay. definitely, definitely a direct to DVD movie. Um, oh, for sure, that like definitely that like in that vein of like how DC does all their one-off movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like get the same people that did the Batman versus Turtles movie and do that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like my dream game would be that they like have a good story in there but it's another thing that kind of creates almost a universe of its own with its own story going on as well oh yeah if they were to do a video game like i mean which is something which like is something, injustice you know yeah like which is something that like the turtles games have never really done like mm-hmm. mutants in manhattan kind of came the closest mm-hmm. but, all i've ever wanted is uh marvel ultimate alliance but it's ninja turtles and i'm surprised we've never really gotten that i mean that would be pretty sweet that's my dream game. You could have a big old so many... dungeon crawler like that. Yeah, Hell yeah. You could have so many like mute animals, you know, oh, yeah. other characters. You know, you got Herman the Hermit Crab, you've got old Hob, you've got Mondo. Pigeon Pigeon Pete. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah, like a Turtles video game in that in like Diablo Marvel Ultimate Alliance style. Like that's that's the perfect game. Like yeah. I like people want like a Arkham Asylum you know, open world game, mm-hmm. which is okay, but it's like the turtles are mostly going into dungeons and, you know, running across rooftops. And it's like, yeah. you can still get that in this kind of game, but like an open world RPG is a little, a little too much. Yeah. For, for and uh, I mean, Mutants of Manhattan is just about open world. You know, I, I know there's different levels and stuff, but like there's quite a bit of freedom in those games. Yeah, like that's that game is pretty much all running across rooftops. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. But I mean, for me, like for me, the biggest thing like I want out of a game is like a cool new good story. Uh, you know, that's like a universe of its own, as well as just being able to see as many, especially like IDW characters. Yeah. Just be able to like come back as possible and to like see them as playable because that's what especially the IDW universe is done. It's like, I love the turtles. The turtles are great. And that's like the focus of the games. And like one of my favorite things, 
but also a lot of the characters they've created on the side i love like just as much yeah you know like, i mentioned angel like i love angel i love alopex i love casey jones like yeah. i would love to see them as playable characters more often and get to see those characters in action like i love totally jenny agree. like mm -hmm. you know jenny would be amazing on her own yeah jenny it, you know i'd love to see like agent bishop in action in a game i think he probably was in those 2003 ones i never got to play the sequels to the first one so i never saw him but mm. I'd love to get to see that character, you know, moving in an action again as, as a bad guy. Yeah. I want to see Ray Foy on something besides a Sega fighter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you accept Man Ray from the IDW series? He's, he's Ray Filet, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the same. It's, it's the same. Yeah, same guy. Same guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got one more thing I liked about this comic I want to share because I just thought of it. Um, I like that April goes to therapy after she has this traumatic event yeah like, I, I really liked april's flashback mm -hmm. yeah because it's nice to see characters have some like resilience and and know where to go to get help and not just let this traumatic event define their entire character you know yeah yeah well and i'd Very say that, yeah and when i'd say that like that's really why michelangelo is kind of as messed up as he is right now and is talking to ghosts of his dead brothers <laughs> is because he didn't go to therapy. He didn't go to therapy. He had zero help. He was alone for 16 years, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we saw how he tried to handle it, which is storm the castle in, in a suicide mission and then try to kill himself afterwards. Like, yeah, he's not in a good place. No. But good question, though. He's seen the ghost of his brothers. Where's the ghost of Splinter? Ooh, good yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Mm. hopefully we find out in that next issue yeah but you know the other question is is are they real ghosts like we still don't know like is this True. real or is this all in his mind i think it's going to be a great reveal if like donatello and splinter are actually still alive they're just in japan still hmm. i don't yeah. think that's true like I, I think it would be a cool twist though if like he's seeing his brothers in his head but like like yeah we know leo and raf are dead but like he thought donatello was dead and like it turns out he's actually not and so like the donatello in his head is has been fake the entire time mm -hmm. and then it's like yeah. makes him question his sanity even more yeah man when when is the next issue coming out do we have a date <laughs> August. Uh, I don't think we, yeah, I don't think, I don't think we got an actual date yet, but uh, if it holds, if the pattern holds true, we're looking at August. Oh man, okay. I'll be patient, I guess. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, until then, I'll just have to read older issues of Ninja Turtles and mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. watch some which, of the 2003 series. Which I guess, speaking of, what are we doing next week? <laughs> next week, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go down a path that's much chiller than uh, the last Ronin and uh, return to New York and we're going to be going back to the 87 series again. <laughs> I'm kind of excited. Like it's been a solid month since we've done the 87 series. I've kind of missed it, which I'd never thought I would. I know. Like I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of refreshed. I'm 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 ready to go back. I'm ready yeah, to go I, back. I am too. Okay, I, I needed this breather for sure myself cuz I was getting <laughs> burnt out on the cartoon. Yeah. And I'm, I'm ready to go back. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. It's like after you've had a vacation from work, you know, after work has been stressful and you're ready to go back to work after your vacation. Like, mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm good to go back now. <laughs> do you know what, what episodes we're doing? 
Oh, uh, we are doing is what 10, 11, 12, right? Yeah, 10, 11, and 12. All right, so that's Turtles at the Earth's Core, April Fool, and Attack of Big Mac. Big Mac? Did Big Mac exist at this time? Oh, it's, it's got two C's. We're fine. It, do, no yeah, it does there. have two C's, and I think Big Macs were a thing, yes. <laughs> Best of both. <laughs> I wasn't alive at the time, so I wouldn't know. I wasn't old enough to eat a Big Mac at the time. Uh, unless it was pureed and put into a baby bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's been a pretty light week, so that's why we uh, skipped the news. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing to talk about this week. No new toy news. Kind of, kind of quiet. Or has it been that? a, has it been a, a surprise video game or movie drop or anything in the last week? No, still kind of quiet on the movie front. Uh, uh, no new comics in the ne- in the next week or so. So we're just kind of uh, you know, waiting for that anno- announcement for like last Ronin merch, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, Please. and that's yeah, like, like Tom said in our interview, like it would be amazing if this was not one of the first things they merged for idw Mm -hmm. like a pop something yeah yeah just just give me a funko pop i love those like i don't i don't know i don't i know i don't think we'll, we'll get an actual toy line um but like i don't know like NECA's got the license for comics, but where does this land? Like this is this is an IDW property mm-hmm. based on a Mirage book or a Mirage idea. So like I don't know exactly how that translates into the toy license, but it's I don't know. Like I don't know who would have any real rights to it. Probably would be NECA. Yeah, I, I mean, it's based on a Mirage idea, but it's being published by IDW, and I'm pretty sure that, like, Nickelodeon bought, like, all of Mirage, at least Ninja Turtles-related stuff. Cause... Yeah, like, they, they have they have Ninja Turtles. They didn't buy Mirage. Well, because Fugitoid is technically a separate character that crossed over with the Turtles initially, so he technically wouldn't have been part of the Ninja Turtles purchase if they just bought Turtles. Well, unless, unless like, they... Unless Mirage um, made him a part of it. Yeah. You know, because they didn't get any of the other Mirage properties. Yeah, I have I have no idea how exactly it works. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all legal stuff that's way above our pay grade for, you know, <laughs> joking turtle podcasters. Mike, are you getting paid for this? I, sh- I yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not allowed to discuss uh, Spencer, you've been holding out on me? Let's let's compare contracts. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, sorry, I need my attorney <laughs> Keith, to, to Keith, do that. We've said in the contract you can't discuss pay on the podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> you're going to take my five minute You're uh, getting, you're getting break, paid. Though. You're getting paid what you're worth. So. <laughs> wow <laughs> it's all right in the next couple of weeks you may be off the show and we may have someone with a law degree on here instead to help express <laughs> right 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 i begrudgingly understand <laughs> uh well that's all we have for this week thank you so much for listening 
Yep. Guys, if you like the show, uh, feel free to hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Ninja Turtle PH. Let us know uh, if you liked the episode. If you guys want to tell us what you liked about Last Ronin number three, uh, your favorite parts, uh, what you're excited for in the next issue, your fan theories, let us know because we would love to hear them and talk about them on the show. Um, that's Ninja Turtle PH on like i said facebook instagram and twitter if you want to leave us a review please do that that lets other people find the show let them know what you think of the show lets us know what we can work on what we can change and what we should keep doing yeah so until next time cowabunga dudes cowabunga ah holy crap terminators issue now yeah that was I, I mean it was intense like i said like that was the first time this this series so far where i was like i really need that next issue because like i really want to find out what happened to donatello and splinter yeah it's weird like most of the comments i've read about this book have been fairly negative or like saying that something fell off about it about or this something issue? But, like yeah about this issue yeah but oh. i I've been I've fine. been good enough to I've been good enough to ignore a lot of them. So yeah, well, the biggest complaint I've seen is that like they wanted to see like more of them like mourning Raph, and it's kind of like guys, oh. ten, 10 years later, we yeah. have to we have to get moving with the story, as well as we're cope like we're seeing Mikey dealing with all this trauma in the present. Yeah, we don't really need to see him dealing with it before in the past. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I say. I like I like characters with some resiliency. You know, we've, mm-hmm. it's been time. You've you've dealt with it as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it seems like you know after Raphael died, they went straight into a war, and so right. I imagine there's probably a lot of repressed feelings there and a lot of things that they've kind of had to push to the side and wait to deal with because they've been in the middle of a war. Yeah, it definitely feels yeah. like they haven't had enough time to mourn because mm-hmm. <laughs> they went straight into the war (laughs) yeah and and, you know michelangelo if you want to talk about you know seeing him you know i guess mourning or having to deal with it he does not smile at all on this issue like he is upset he just keeps repeating how the foot lied like the foot lies they always lie no he's not michelangelo right now yeah at all neca did a tease of their uh i guess uh, yeah, we didn't talk about it. Uh, so NECA did a tease on like last Sunday um, of like something to come and it was the Channel 6 building and then uh-huh. photoshopped in front of the Channel 6 building was the cat from the Catwoman of Channel 6 episode. Oh. <laughs> and cool. um, but they were supposed to talk about it on Tuesday and they didn't. So I don't know. But I'm glad because I finally sold my NECA April uh, two-pack like the day before. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like, 
now if they come out with that ultimate april figure that i've been speculating on for a while uh i will jump on that yeah oh i just looked it up it's the actual cat it's not april as a cat yeah it's it's the, it's the actual cat huh but like it's in front of the um it's in front of the building so it's like that's really the only thing it could be would be a new april like with irma maybe because mm-hmm. we because we saw the irma figure in um yeah there was that picture of her arm it, it, it was no it was, it was like the back of the figure it was like yeah. the whole the whole thing Ooh. all right guys uh, i'm gonna jump off here i got a yeah. game yeah. night tonight so can we go kill uh, some zombies oh gotcha oh, sweet. that kind of game anyway it's been good talking to you guys all right yeah you too yeah, man happy fun. sunday yeah, happy Sunday. Take yeah, care. Take it easy. Bye.